Welcome to I See Dad People, providing a voice to the modern dad around the world, sharing stories, having a laugh, and cringing at Eugene's I don't know where he found them dad jokes. So let's go. Welcome to another Friday episode of I See Dad People. This weekend we have Taylor James on, and Taylor is known quite well for his very popular podcast, The Waffle Shop. We took some time out with Taylor to talk about all things related to World Mental Health Day, which is high on the agenda, especially around the ongoing pandemic, but also took some time out for some lighter, funnier moments. Here's a couple of clips of what to expect. I've been in that situation numerous times. However, this time it was just incredibly different. And it was just like, I can't do this anymore. I literally, I'm, I've am i I've ran out of everything to give. You know, I did that typical male thing where I was like, you know, I'm fine. I can handle everything, you know, ask for no help. And I'm dodging rabbits. I'm not, I'm not, this is not an exaggeration. Irish people can exaggerate. There was 200 <laughs> rabbits at least. Can you do an Irish accent? No. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, God, I hate you both. Um, oh, shit. Okay, so as you can hear, this is an episode again, not to be missed. But before we jump into it, we have Stevie and Eugene's random questions. And then we'll let Taylor into the fray. Stevie, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, Eugene. It was. Uh, I'm stuff? looking forward. I'm looking forward to the uh, to the uh, conversation with Taylor. I've listened to a couple of his uh, podcasts. There's a couple of very good ones, especially there's one around uh, Ireland. Uh, he speaks about with an Irish friend of his. Uh, I definitely recommend everyone to check it out, and you'll see why in a little bit. But uh, first of all, I have a question for you, Eugene. So okay. <clears throat> we know we've had such good weather. Uh, for quite a while here um, and you know we had the smoke and we had a lot of things come on and I think everyone was kind of happy to have the the rain come in at least here in Seattle I know it's a little different where you are but it did the mm. question did come into my head is now that the weather is getting a bit colder what's your favorite thing to do on a cold winter day <sighs> run around in a nip no, um, on a cold day, I think a really cold, brisk, sharp day, um, have a warm coffee and just go for a walk somewhere, um, if if um, possible, somewhere around nature where you can get out into the elements and obviously you have those most special with you. So get out with the family and just breathe a bit. I'm glad you clarified that in nature. I'm glad you clarified that because uh, I was starting to, you know, the way when someone said, I was starting to imagine it, you know, and I was imagining, you know, throwing on all your, your winter clothes, grabbing a coffee and walking around some department store downtown, just like wandering around saying, how are you? How are you? That, that's a common thing in Ireland. All right. My question um, is, is definitely a bit less um, sincere than yours. <laughs> I quickly put together the questions last night. Do, do you have a favorite pair of underpants? And if so, what are they? Oh, I don't have a, I don't have a fair favorite pair of underpants, but I can tell you a funny underpants story. Yep, go for it. Um, so back when I was a kid, uh, we had 
um, briefs, not boxer shorts, starting off as a kid, mm-hmm. you know, and I uh, got my first pair. I was a big fan of The Simpsons, and I used to love Bart Simpson. <laughs> this story is terrible. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I used to love Bart Simpson and everyone, and he would have things like, Cowabunga. was it Cowabunga? Or was that the turtles? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, Don't Eat My Shorts was another one, right? So I, my mom come back with these shorts for me, and they had Bart Simpson all over them, and Bart Simpson doing things, and Bart Simpson's quote. And I was so happy, right? And so I put these shorts on, right? <laughs> And I live, in a, I live in a location where there's a, a big load of houses and they used to have this green area in the middle. And every night, like all the kids would get together and there'd be a big soccer game. It was kind of cool when you think about it. That stuff doesn't happen anymore, but they'd all get in, right? There'd be lads from like six, seven, eight, up to like 15 playing soccer. There could be 20, 30 people from this estate all playing uh, soccer. And anyway, so I was proud as punch by running out. I still can remember. I still remember I was I, I don't know what age I was but I was barely 10 I would say 10 or 11 so I run out in these charts and I'm running around and next minute one of the older kids goes look at Morrissey he's wearing his underwear and actually what we <laughs> didn't realize is new mom had got me these, these Simpsons boxer shorts and there I was <laughs> running around in my underwear <laughs> <laughs> And I still remember that to this day. Well, I tore the house by bawling my head off, shouting, you sent me out me underwear. <laughs> oh, me donuts were out for everyone to see. <laughs> that is brilliant. Oh, it's so Irish, isn't it? <laughs> and I remember these, I don't know if you remember this thing about underwear, but there was these underwear. This is no, no, they were shorts that you could, they could you they were two-sided so you could fold them inside out. Do you remember those? <laughs> no, I think no, they, they were not boxer shorts. That one too. <laughs> <laughs> they were not boxer shorts, they were no more shorts, but they had different designs on either side, and you could literally like turn yeah. them inside out and wear a different design. <laughs> All right, Eugene, question for you. So you know, there's a lot of uh, traditions and festivals in both uh the United States of America and Ireland. Um mm. You know, St. Patrick's Day, we were just talking a bit before we started here on the, the pumpkin patch, the, the fall festivals. What festival is your favorite? And then what? And then on side of that, what festival is like, uh, that should stay in the country it's in? You know, we've just kind of commoditized it. I can answer both questions with identifying just one festival. And animal rights people, they, they might... <laughs> They might, um, you know, raise some questions around this one, but I can assure you everything is fair and done appropriately. But there's this festival called Puck Fair, and it is down in the very southwest of Ireland in Kerry. And the festival is built around making a goat (laughs) king of the town for three days. I think it's held over August 10th. 11th and 12th of every year probably not this year because of COVID but the story behind it is that when the Redcoats were obviously invading Ireland and um, going through town to town um, they were entering this one town called Kilorglan and the Redcoats spooked this mountain goat and this mountain goat ran it was scared for its life obviously so ran the whole way through a town and obviously the the pitter patter or claps from the hooves 
was hitting off the road. So it woke up a lot of the locals and they're looking and saying, why, why is that being so spooked? So um, the town people, as far as I know, um, and I, I can be corrected on it, but they were alerted to this. And so obviously they took arms and they were able to defend their town. So since then, they've been celebrating making a random <laughs> mountain goat king of the town for three days. And it's a it's a crazy festival. Like in terms of Irish, it couldn't be any more Irish. Um, there's drinks to be had all three days. There's like it, it's a really small one street town. But there's like I think it was 12 or 13 pubs that we counted. And what they do is they, they raise this this random mountain goat up on up on a platform and it's there for all people to see and it gets fed the best of food and even people get there there's a competition for who's going to be um queen of puck fair <laughs> and it's, it's just absolutely brilliant there's cattle marts where people are selling cows there's people selling clothes like gypsies and uh, it's it's just it's just off the hook like and i i don't think i don't think a festival like that could take place in any other place than ireland and maybe any other place than Kerry because it's just it's just wonderfully irish and if if we do get anyone listening into this just google search puck fair it's p u c f a i r and you will be blown away i'd say the hangovers are pretty bad um, i was hoping you'd come up with a better pun well, I was going to say it's a pretty horny event. I'm sure there's lots of people go at it. What is your greatest ever sporting achievement? Um, I I don't know if I did. Outside, I, I don't know. If, uh, <laughs> outside of tackling someone wearing a pair of Simpsons boxers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great control. Um, so um, <laughs> that'll have to be cut out anyway. We can do a little beep. Um, um, so, yes, I do have one in mind. Um, when I was, it was the it was the summer before I went to university. We were playing a final for in a Gaelic football final, and uh, I was playing, and. We were we were pretty tight on players. Like we didn't have a huge bench of people, um, and so what I did was I was playing, and all of a sudden, uh, this ball came down. This guy pushed me, and the ball came down and dislocated my finger, and so the bone came. The bone came out, and anyway, so I'm like, and you don't really feel it that badly in the moment with the adrenaline and everything. So I headed over to the, so they stopped, and I mean they said, you know, so I headed over to the. Um, over to the sideline and they brought on a temp substitute, I believe. And I can't remember this moment from moment, but I believe they brought on someone temporarily and they were like, but he was a lot younger. And um, <clears throat> so I was so disappointed, like, and devastated about mm. it. Um, but uh, so they had no doctor there. So this is Ireland, right? So, but they had a vet. And so I was like, I want to go back on. And uh, <laughs> they said, well, we don't have, what are we going to do? And the vet says, let me see if I can put it back in. So, anyway, so this is a veterinarian, side. right? Yeah, veterinarian, yeah. 
And so this veterinarian comes over, right? Catches the finger, pulls it, cracks it, gets it back in place. They can put a bandage on it. By and I went back on, finished the game, um, and we won. And uh, and I remember coming off the field. And you know what was worrying me? Now remember, like, think about it. I'm doing computer science, right? So now mm. I have a finger I can't use. I'm supposed to be typing on a keyboard. You think I'd be pretty worried about? Uh, not being able to type in a keyboard in my first week starting my computer science degree. No. Do you know what was in my head? I was like, how the hell am I going to hold a pint uh, when I'm going? And I just <laughs> I remember that clearly in my head being like, I can't believe I'm heading off to university. It's going to be some party. And I'm going to have a bandaged hand and I won't be able to go. I won't be able to hold a pint and go to the pub. That's what I was actually thinking. And that'll just tell you how young and innocent I was back then. Uh, and wasn't, wasn't even slightly thinking about the fact that I would be typing with one hand on my keyboard probably for the next couple of months. That is brilliant, isn't it? It's another really, really Irish story, like uh, yeah. knowing that, that there's no one from a medical background to be seen I, within miles. <laughs> I do have one more sporting story for you, just to finish this off today. So, um, I, you know, uh, hurling, if anyone doesn't know, look it up, Irish hurling, it's spelled H-U-R-L-I-N-G. I believe it's one of the fastest uh, mm, uh, sports, fast, yeah. yeah, in the world. Uh, you should watch it. It's absolutely crazy. It, when it when it was aired in the UK, it was described as the Game of Thrones of sports. And I'm going to let people know. Have a look at it. Um, but we were out in Cusco uh, one time. Uh, and oh. we went up to... <laughs> And we went up there and what what we had was, (laughs) and what you have to look up is the ball they play with. It's called a slitter, schlitter, and uh, and it's a ball. And it's like, it's like a little, for best, like a little baseball, uh, similar. Mm. And anyway, so we hit this with a stick. It's a big curved stick. Anyway, so there's this, uh, there's this competition that would often be at the fairs, like Eugene mentioned earlier, like puck fair, where they have the, the long puck they call it uh, nothing to do with puck fair i believe but anyway funnily enough just there's there's the same word which is kind of funny but anyway they call it the long puck and what you do is everyone lines up and they see who can hit the the ball the furthest um so you throw up the ball and you hit it and whoever gets it the furthest wins i mean so uh colm o'neill who owned the irish pub uh in cusco uh, had a hurley sent over so we all headed up to uh this random field up in a place called saxy woman Sassy woman, one location, but they have big feel behind it. Yeah. So anyway, we went up there, St. Patrick's Day, I believe, got the Hurley out, mm-hmm. went up. Uh, anyway, so we're all hitting this ball up, uh, up this field, right? And all of, but what, someone obviously has to go to the other end and throw the ball back. So I was like, I'll do it, I'll do it, no problem. So anyway, I'm throwing back the ball anyway, and Eugene's flying around up there trying to catch the ball, right? So I'm like, oh, this is brilliant. So I find a piece of plastic I had in my hand, and I pick up this llama poop. Right, a big. It's it's pretty hard at this stage, and I pick it up, but I have it wrapped in this thing, and I go, it's, Eugene, go it was that, Yeah, it was that big. It was the size of a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> and right, I say, right? Eugene, go long. And Eugene is so proud, but and I throw it so far away from him, and he runs and dives and catches it and catches it, and he got up, man, and it faced him with such pride. He was like, I got it, and then the face changed, and he looked down because he has a poop in his hand. Yeah, it was, like from from my perspective, like there was, there was quite a, a crowd around us, and each of these slitters that were thrown back, like it was it was quite a novelty to catch the ball when it came back. Yeah, 
And I had missed out on a good couple of months thinking, right, I'm going to make this one mine. <laughs> and this thing, and it it looked like a slitter. I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what diet the alpaca or, or llama had, but this, this thing was solid. Like, it was solid enough for Stevie to throw it about 50 yards. <laughs> I've never caught anything as well in my life. And this thing just nestled perfectly, perfectly into my right or my left hand. I remember then just going yes, and then suddenly the my my joy turned to despair, and I just looked like there was a smell, and I looked at it, and I just literally went oh, for sake, what the, and I was so disappointed, like I was so disappointed, it was so bad. Wow, what an episode! So, so between Stevie running around and. Belton fellas and his Simpsons boxers and me catching pieces of llama poo. This, this has been quite a warm up to Taylor coming in, eh? I know, yeah. It's the perfect one because as everyone's going to meet, Taylor's awesome. And uh, we were very much looking forward to having him on our podcast. So I think we should head over to Taylor and let him in. This is only going to get better. So let's go. It's Friday, Friday. Welcome right. to uh, I See Dad People today. Today we're uh, very lucky to have Taylor James on our call with us. Um, we, we've been listening to a couple of episodes on his podcast. I really uh, ask everybody to check it out. It's called the Waffle Shop Podcast. Um, it's very funny, but also a lot, very informative. And he's got some great guests on there. Uh, Taylor, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, first of all, thank you for having me. It's I've literally, my face is hurting already, so I... God knows where the rest of this podcast <laughs> is going to go. Um, but yeah, obviously, name's Taylor. I'm from a little city in England called Coventry. And yeah, I have a have a podcast, which is all about mental health, but not all about like the doom and gloom with mental health. I know it's a very serious topic, but for me, if something's too serious, I, I don't like it. So I've tried to have a little bit of a laugh, a little bit breakdown, that kind of stigma around it. And yeah, you've got to have a laugh, haven't you, at the end of the day? So I think that's we'll what have a few for. laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> the day we're having you here just happens to be World Mental Health Day. And we were yes. doing a little bit of research uh, on it and, and, and we were really looking for someone to talk about this. We've had, we've had a lot wide range of guests talking about different topics. And we were like, we looked it up and it was like, Saturday is literally World Mental Health Day. And we were like, oh, the universe is coming together here <laughs> oh, for this whole piece. The stars so, are aligning. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so... So you gave us a little bit about the driver. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the driver behind the Waffle Shop podcast, you know, and also like the start of the journey? We've started and it's kind of grown and it kind of becomes yeah. part of your life then rather it's just kind of something you just did on a Saturday to <laughs> now it's you're thinking about it during the week. How has your journey been? Um, so to be fair, it's probably best if I take it right back. This is I'm going to kind of condense this down a little bit. So around three years ago, I nearly lost my mom to an operation that went wrong. Um, you know, we were told that she was going to die. She was in comas. Like, it was just the worst possible time of my life. It went from kind of, I was out every weekend, just enjoying myself, you know, doing whatever. And then, yeah, overnight, it was kind of, oh, yeah, your mom's going to die. Here's a house. 
here's a 16 year old that you've kind of you've got to look after now who obviously my, my little sister throughout that kind of journey of being told you know your mum's gonna die you know various I was spending up to like 12 hours a day in hospital like you know next to my mum basically asking her to squeeze my hand trying to get any kind of sign of life whereas my mum has gone from strength to strength she's now in a rehabilitation home where she's kind of learning to talk you know I, I doubt she'll ever walk again however considering where we were three years ago you know her sheer perseverance and strength I'd you know never say never but throughout all this time as much as a lot of it was kind of life changing and traumatic and it was actually this year where we had another trip to hospital and my mom had aspirated pneumonia and again we were sat in those little rooms and the some top doctor saying you know your mom's not going to make it and I've been in that situation numerous times however this time it was just incredibly different and it was just like I can't do this anymore I literally I'm I've I've ran out of everything to give. You know, I did that typical male thing where I was like, you know, I'm fine. I can handle everything, you know, ask for no help. But then what was happening was I was just running myself down into the ground. And then in January of this year, it just got to a stage where I was like, I've got, I've got nothing left to give. And, you know, a lot of the pressures that I put on myself and a lot of pressures that were kind of, being put on me from, from various, various aspects of my life, I went down a path that I hope to God I never go down again. I started having like thoughts and I just, it was, yeah, it was, it was brutal. But I am incredibly lucky that I have an incredible support network and my, my friends notice it straight away. Like me and my sister are ridiculously close. She noticed it straight away and I had to, I had to tell them, I was just like, I, I can't, I didn't want to continue living the way I was. I didn't want to continue living my life, you know, as it was. It was it was just constant pressure, constant trauma. And yeah, so I reached out and I got help. I had a few therapy sessions that really started to kind of untick things and like, you know, break down a lot of walls for me that I'd, I'd built myself. And then this stupid virus kicked off so then my therapy sessions had to come to an end so while I was on this kind of journey of opening up and you know the ball had started kind of rolling I was like no you've, you've got to keep going you've got to keep opening up so I started a podcast <laughs> just to add more pressure to myself you know that's you know as a male I think that's what we all do but yeah the response I got was incredible like the support I got was incredible and it was just honestly now like what's six seven months down the line I, I can honestly say as cheesy as it sounds but it's, it's changed my life for the better mm. so I know that was a lot of information in a short period of time it was a lot of information <laughs> Absolutely, but it was really good information. The quality of it was good, you know, when quantity and quality comes yeah. together. You know, <laughs> there. And, uh, as we were saying at the start, I, I took a bit of time out to to creep a bit around the, the Instagram profile that you have. 
listening to, to some of those episodes and, and they are powerful and now listening to the backstory and getting that is is just you know supporting it that bit more and some of the episodes that i stopped upon last night was don't be so hard on yourself accepting anxiety and this one was a laugh for me but i listened to the show as well and it was really good it's my neck my back my mental health and some chat <laughs> what a great <laughs> now the whole journey that you were talking about okay and and for Sorry, I'll take a step back. So for myself and Stevie, when, when we started this podcast, I've, I've found it to, be, to have been in, incredibly therapeutic and it has brought me closer to my family and is serving a purpose, which is amazing. And for you, like how, how have you seen yourself evolve since starting the podcast? So I was very closed off. What you kind of see is what you get like I've always like got I've kind of got a mask on like always you know laughing and joking whereas now I've noticed that if I'm not kind of feeling it or I'm you know my anxiety is kind of still there and you know I kind of allow myself now to like well do you know what if you don't want to do it don't do it so I just ring my manager like mate <laughs> I'm not doing work today my anxiety is <laughs> No, it's not that bad. Obviously, I don't, you can't do that with work. But, you know, I'm allowing myself to kind of process and heal now. Whereas beforehand, I, I wasn't allowing myself to do that. And I think from having the podcast, because obviously a lot of my friends and family didn't have a clue what was going on. They just thought like, oh, you know, this woman's had a, you know, an operation, it's gone wrong, she's in a care home. Whereas what they didn't know, because I am such a kind of a closed book until I feel really comfortable to open up that, you know, there was all this going on in the background, you know, we were having, you know, I, I, you know, I won't go into it, like we were having like threats from people, we've gone from kind of no one really knowing us to literally a whole kind of city, knowing who we were watching us our every move the BBC were involved, like all of a sudden we had like reporters contacting us and it was literally um, a whirlwind. Whereas now, instead of getting caught up in it all, I allow myself to take that step back and you kind of really evaluate what's going on and dealing with the facts. And then if there is emotion attached to it, allow myself to feel that emotion, but not react with it. Because I feel like we're in that kind of, generation where everyone's just reacting to the next little bit of news no one's actually taking the news in or letting themselves kind of learn from it so I think that's probably the biggest lesson that it's taught me is just to kind of do you know what mm. if it's not right for you then don't do it so yeah I think that's that that's the biggest thing that I've learned from it yeah, I think there's a lot of, I think this is, I mean, it couldn't be a, a, a time that more people are going through this right now. I mean, because of our current situation. And when you were telling me your story, uh, a moment came up. I hadn't spoken to one of my friends uh, since I lived, I used to live in London and uh, I hadn't really spoken to him in a while. I, I kind of got off social media for quite a while yeah. uh, when I had my, when we had our kid and I only recently got back on mostly because of the podcast. It's where people are. Um, uh, but I messaged him and I asked him how you're doing and we had a call and within the first two minutes, I just saw his face and I was just like, there's something going on here. And, and I asked him, is everything okay? And he just told me that both of his parents in India had passed away from COVID. And what 
even though I've known no, knew this guy for a long time, it's it's really hard to know what to say next, you know, yeah. because you want you really want to be there, but you you've no idea. Although we all have fears uh, right now of our own parents, you know, like especially we're I've been we're so far away from them and I, I don't get yeah. to see them very often. You have these fears that we'll be in similar situations that, than you're in. And, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, as you were talking through it, my, my whole brain was, was just moving around. That. But that's what it does. Yeah, I think it's just I think it's a human thing. And like you were saying about like your friend going through that, I think the beautiful thing, especially now with, you know, things like Zoom and FaceTime and all these kind of different tools that we're allowed and kind of we're allowing ourselves to be so open i mean you can paint a face on all you want but if your friend is going through something like that my biggest advice is just to let them get it out of their system because especially as men like we will bottle things up until to a point it will literally it will it will blow and honestly it, it, it's not healthy so i think in those kind of situations you just kind of got to let whatever emotion is to come next is just to allow it to like come out i mean don't get me wrong it's it's awkward for the person who's listening to it but it gives the person who's telling that story so much more confidence and a bit of a a comfort knowing that you are listening and that they are being heard because i think that's what a lot of the kind of mental health side of things is is that people just aren't being heard they don't want to tell their story because they feel like they're a burden or you know they kind of it gets met to like a, a mixed kind of review because the person doesn't know how to handle it. But, you know, you just got to let it be as natural as possible. Me, me and my, my wife are actually very different. I'm a more uh, uh, introverted. Surprisingly yeah. on the podcast, everyone's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, I am actually quite introverted. And uh, my wife is very extroverted. Like, like her favorite thing to do is public speaking. <laughs> and I just went when, when we had that conversation once I was like whoa public speaking I'm like that is the thing at the bottom of my list you know and I'd love to get better at it and actually doing the podcast has actually helped a little bit um but uh and I'm trying to remember where my my question was going uh oh there there is a was there a moment so there's a lot of people probably going through very similar situations right now even more at this time um where's the moment to look out for like what, what do you have a moment you give advice like because like, thinking back to myself there's always that moment where you go left or right right and you just decide yeah. to go this way or you decide to go that way do, do you have any kind of advice on that from your from your episodes and stuff like what should what should people watch out for or even more about it watch out for other people as well like around your family your close friends and stuff i think it's just the kind of quiet period i mean i'm a very i love my own company and I, 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 was, I was sit and have an argument with a mirror. I'm that kind of, that's how much I love my own company. But if you haven't heard from someone in a few days or, you know, you know, it's they're kind of missing from, not missing, but like kind of a bit quiet on social media, you know, instead of having this kind of opinion of like, well, they haven't reached out to me. I'm not reaching out to them, you know, because that's, that is the generation that we're living in. Like people just need to know that someone's on the end of the phone so regardless of you know the form of communication if you haven't heard from any in the world like make that first step ask them if they're okay but one thing i will suggest if you are reaching out ask them twice because the first time you'll probably get like yeah i'm okay then but then if you get like a oh come on like how are things really that's probably when you'll get a a, like your actual response Mm. and steve you were saying he's 
he's an introvert and his wife is an extrovert so there's different people and different methods will work and as much as we try and break the stigma about speaking out um for for us in the know and kind of understand maybe uh, on more of a different level or are at a point in their lives where they're not in that cloud of when things are going very hard and yeah. start to see outside of it we have an obligation to to reach out and we know when people are being a bit quiet and when they're not different and my wife she she suffers with uh, depression and anxiety and i can tell immediately when something is going mm. on down here do you want to sit down and have a, a chat and by saying chat it's it's never me talking it's like i'm gonna listen and you just listen. yeah you just say what you have to say and i'm gonna listen and you know i am no expert whatsoever no only here to help and um be there be that sounding board you know and give a hug and give a case be there for each other so mm -hmm. i think now during this bloody pandemic of all things you know, <laughs> maybe what we can can take away look at yes while it is good to speak out you are in the know right now reach out get in touch with those people that you haven't heard from for a while you, you know, something that happened recently, actually, something you went and I just want to bring it up because it was actually a point I've never shared before. And it's something was hard for me it was actually I, I'm a, I used to be a developer programmer for building websites and stuff. And now I'm a product manager. And uh, <clears throat> my immediate reaction to see uh, a, a program manager when I was managing projects was if I see a problem, I look for a solution. Right. And yeah. that is I'm just programmed. But that's not that's not. I have found always the right way to react to stuff. And actually um, my, my wife, and I'm, I'm sure she'll be fine with sharing this, is sometimes when someone tells you something, they're not looking for advice or solutions, which I was, because that's really, that's probably the trickiest thing for me is not to respond. You know, you yeah. could do this and you could do this. And, some, and sometimes she said a really interesting thing, which really stuck in my mind was, sometimes I just need to tell someone. I just need to say this out loud. I don't need advice. I don't need solution. I just need to say it out loud and get it out of my head. And I, I sat, I remember we were driving in a car at the time and it just, I just stopped. And it was one of, one of the moments we had that just opened my mind. And I was interested. Have you seen this kind of thing where it comes off what you said, Eugene, is when people tell you something, they're not always looking for an answer. They're just, answer. yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a lot of, the kind of messages that I get. I mean, I need, I need to say this, but I'm in no way, shape or form and like a mental health expert. I'm just speaking off like my own experiences. But what I found, especially from like my, from my own experiences and starting this kind of platform that I have is that people aren't looking for experts. People aren't looking for, you know, a doctor to sit there and tell them that this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do because I have a real issue with doctors anyway, from my own experiences, obviously. Yeah. But I have learned so much more about my mental health and myself by listening to other people. Just by having chats like this, you know, reading messages, you know, like on Instagram, wherever they may be. And just by having this like, you know, kind of no bullshit talks of like, this is how I'm feeling. This is how you're feeling. You know what's kicked it off not oh try this try this because we've got this horrible thing in this kind of day and age where everyone is just a quick fix no one actually wants to put the work in and it's one thing that i took for granted is that 
this whole mental health journey that I'm on isn't going to get better overnight. I still struggle with anxiety. You know, my PTSD, even when my phone rings, I, I, I crumble if I don't know the number or if it's from like my mom's home. But you need to kind of put the work in to yourself and just start listening rather than just reacting all the time. Because, you know, like your, your wife probably really appreciates that. And like obviously you're, Eugene, like just by being there and sitting down with your wife and, you know, having like, you know, the, the chat and stuff, that's what it's all about. That's what gets people through day to day. And I, I can't, it's, it sounds so cheesy and it probably is like a broken record, but the power of just listening and talking and just, even the power of a pint, going through a pint with your mates. Like generally I sat and had a bottle of Prony with my one of my best mates back in like February and honestly probably saved my life. So just sitting down, listening, having a chat with your mates, no crap, just get it off your chest. Because, you know, I'm a big believer in like you either deal with it now or deal with it five years later, regardless or thingy. Um you you're going to deal with it regardless of what time frame we know that your your podcast is is very very popular we've we've seen the same up on apple it was in like the top 30 as well wasn't it It, honestly like from where i was in february like this is why i think a lot of the people that i speak to on it i think they think i'm some kind of like professional like i have winged this like from day one and then to go through that horrible traumatic experience and to be fair like even on a daily basis like we're we're still struggling like you know we have good days and bad days but to kind of hit the top 40 from such a a horrible situation I mean last week I was top 40 in South Africa and for me like I'm sat in my bedroom like what the hell there are people from around the world listening to me talk crap but it seems to be doing what i set out for it to do i i think it goes to show um that that when someone as as genuine and as real as yourself and and i'm not blowing smoke um you definitely <laughs> stop <don't> it <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now from what i've heard like on the podcast and you know absolutely how you come across like you know you're as genuine as someone that i would love to sit down and have a pint with and um, i really appreciate that Oh, you're welcome. And when you come across that way, I think people naturally warm to it. And when you speak about topics that are stigmas, especially for males, I think I think it's unique. I think it's powerful. There's a lot of strength to it and um, definitely puts paid to how it is after gaining so much popularity across the world. Like, I think it's fascinating and, you know, just have to take my hat off and say, keep it going, keep doing what you're doing. I don't think I could give it up now. I think I, and it's quite weird because I don't give myself credit at all like i mean to go through what we did like we we could have crumbled like we we were on our knees at certain points but you know i kept my career going i kept you know i I got my sister through her exams and you know we had all these people telling us like she shouldn't be living with taylor she should be in a proper family home this that and the other like she came out like it happened the night before my sister started her gcse's and i was still made sure i was home getting her up going to you know send her off to do her own exams and something like that and to have all that negativity like I was just so scared 
and the day she got her results and she got like four A stars, three A's and the rest were B's. I was just like, do you know what? Wow. I literally, it gives, me, it gives me goosebumps and it's so cheesy, but like that was probably one of the proudest days of my life. Now, after putting all those hours in by my mom's side, you know, playing her music, talking to her, you know, squeezing her hand, this, that, and the other, I can now sit and FaceTime my mom. She can FaceTime me. We've got that communication. I got her to my little sister's 18th birthday. And it's only now, and I think it's something, again, that the podcast has taught me that as much as there's all this kind of trauma and negativity and, you know, the world is a very horrible place. However, there is a lot of beauty in the world. And it's, I hate talking like this because it's so cheesy, but, but, you know, there's a lot of good out there. There's a lot of positivity and it, it has took for this kind of moment now to where like, do you know what, Taylor? Fair play to you because you have, you know, don't be wrong, like I've worked my bollocks off and, you know, I'm now in a situation where I was like, yeah, fair play to you. So just stick with it, you know, it sounds again so cheesy but like you know better days are coming you just gotta you just gotta stick with it and trust the process yeah it's it's super interesting you say your cheesy piece but i remember coming across your podcast and listening and you know we you know we want to talk a little bit about mental health because it's not a topic we touched on we knew it was going to be trouble but the minute i heard your podcast and i'll tell you a little bit of a funny story of the first one i listened to actually was uh i think it was two weeks ago uh, and i scrolled down to your list and it was the irish the Irish one uh, of course yeah. yeah so I said I'm gonna so I downloaded and I jump on my bike and I, I need that moment uh, I, I cycle a little bit every every evening uh, every second evening uh, we, we take it in turns putting our daughter down and and the second evening so I got on my bike I turned it on and I went this other route down by the river and I'm listening to your uh, your your podcast and I'm, I'm just la- I'm just laughing and it's it was just very <laughs> easy going and I almost felt and I, I know this is weird like I've listened to we, we've listened to a lot of podcasts we're learning right yeah. but it was one of the podcasts where I almost felt like I was sitting in a pub and I was just with the two of you and I was just listening and it was just that moment but here's the funny part so I go around this area and there's an immense amount of rabbits that just came out of nowhere <laughs> I I would literally cycling along this place with a light in the dark right listening to your podcast and I'm dodging rabbits I'm not I'm not this is not an exaggeration Irish people can exaggerate there was 200 <laughs> rabbits at least in a five minute cycle they were coming out of every there was baby rabbits big rabbits and i'm just listening to you i never told you so i'm driving along and i'm listening to your podcast but i'm trying to listen but i'm also trying to not roll over a rabbit and i'm just stopping and starting stopping and starting and i'm listening to it and i don't know what happened but i'm just i just start bursting out laughing as i'm cycling this bike and i remember this guy passing me also dodging rabbits and he's just looking at me and i'm just laughing away to myself Listening to the story where uh, uh, she knocked over your glass in in, in the bar, yeah. and, just tell, and I, I and it was very visual, which I think is one of the things about your podcast. It's very you're, you have a very good description of things, and I was I was I was seeing this, like I was seeing this yeah. whole thing happening as I'm on my bike dodging rabbits, <laughs> and rabbit. I just <laughs> I just thought it was just the funniest moment. And I remember getting off the podcast, and I goes and I goes, I am so excited to, to speak to, to to you to you today. It was one of the uh. ones, and I just I just knew it was going to be laughing. I watched the banter. Between 
between the two of you. And it, I missed home a little bit, actually. I missed hearing the stories you were talking about. Nando's. I love Nando's. Nando's New Zealand. I, I remember telling my wife, I was like, I really want to go to Nando's. And it was just, there was just moments that came into it. And I was just like, it just brought back memories and stuff and things like that. So I think that's the thing right now, especially, is taking you out of it. And your previous guest, which I listened to, which was uh, from, from the lady say, East. like, yeah, Sorry, go ahead. This, sorry, not to talk. jump in there, but that is probably the nicest thing like the feedback that i've had from starting the podcast like my face actually hurts from smiling with that like because i was absolutely steaming in that episode (laughs) (laughs) so i was really worried about putting it out (laughs) because i was just yeah so to get that kind of feedback it 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 means the world to me so i I really appreciate it and thank you for not falling off your bike Oh yeah, no. If if you'd come on, like I was listening to your podcast, I fell off my bike and hurt myself. I would have felt so awful. (laughs) Well, about the the uh, rabbits, like what what story is the rabbits telling? (laughs) Or like I was dodging this crazy Irish guy on a bike. (laughs) I was laughing his head off. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast. Shout Nando's. Yeah, so I think it was it's it's been one of and I'm not saying not just going to podcast honest honesty is like it was just oh, the most you. relaxing, entertaining, and you know what uh, what me and Eugene also took the same thing. We're like, are we going to take a serious thing with this podcast because we have serious topics, but should we be laughing on here? Like, and it was like, well, the whole point of this was it's to take you out of your moment. And your previous one with Janine, uh, she had this quote. Uh, from about uh, your consciousness on the stage yeah. which really i it's been in my head since i listened i listened to it this morning and uh it's that that sentence was in my head and i was like that's it that's why we like the podcast it's, yeah. it's taken us out for just a moment and taking a step back and thinking and the people we've talked to we've we've as dads it just makes you step and think and those moments when you're just like tired you're falling asleep and you're just like oh jesus and you're like oh She's coming out for the fifth time and you just stop and you go, no, this, this, you're going to look back in this in five years time and go, I should have just did something different. I should react. And yeah. it's just that moment of it. And I think that sense. So they, they were the two that stuck in my mind, actually EastEnders and my, um, my, my, my family is big East. I'm not a big <laughs> EastEnders fan, but they're big EastEnders fans. So it's kind of funny just to, it all, come. but that's fine. Like those two episodes already resonated with me and I took something from them and I wanted to tell you that back like that they they stuck in my head not as much as some of the other podcasts I listen to so I think it's no, your it's, honesty it's and your laughing day. and just your humor you just the laugh and everything that goes on it's just really great I just, <laughs> just wanted to tell you I was, uh, uh, that and I the fact so. that I sounded like an absolute like <laughs> fangirl speaking to Janine from EastEnders yeah it was, like, it, was it was pretty good it was yeah it was a bit of a bucket list moment like this is what i mean like from the start of the year to being at the lowest of the low and kind of at breaking point to you know how many months later and i'm doing my own duff duff moment with janine from EastEnders. like no one could have wrote this it, it's insane but here we are laughing and, about it you've, you've you got made, to have you a made laugh. it happen and you made it yeah. happen and you kept going. It's hard. Uh, everyone, you know, you look at the podcasts and everyone said, you know, you think it's, even my mom said like, oh, it's, you sound so natural. It sounds so easy going. And I goes, it's hard. And it's hard to get the motivation mm-hmm. sometimes to come on. It is. If you're after a week it's like of like a full-time it, job. Yeah. It yeah, is literally it, like a full-time job. But it's worth it. It really is oh, yeah. worth it. It's, these it's moments now are worth me. it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, these these moments are worth it. Um, so we're going to go on to our dad joke section. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I am looking forward to Honestly, this. Honestly, this is probably the one of the best that I've like ever recorded. Like I'm having such a good time. I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> 
It's time for our dad jokes, Eugene. So we're going to get a couple of dad jokes from Eugene, and then we're going to ask Taylor to pick a dad joke off of our dad joke website called dadjoke.space. So I think he has one ready. Eugene, do you want to start off with yours? Yes, I do. I've been waiting all morning for this, actually. <laughs> I don't know where you found them. You used to have better jokes before you were a dad. Really? <laughs> Ready for action. Let's go. Sometimes I tuck my knees into my chest and lean forward. That's just how I roll. <laughs> Look at the joy on your face. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't think I've laughed so much at anyone so far. I think it's just been this podcast. I think I'd laugh at any of your jokes now, Eugene. That's how bad it is. <laughs> so I got my sister a fridge for her birthday. I can't wait to see her face light up when she opens it. <laughs> <laughs> for God's sake. <laughs> at this point, I don't even know if it's like pity laughing or just like, I'm so nervous. <laughs> so I went to a pet shop the other day and asked the owner if I could buy a goldfish. The guy said, sure. Would you like an aquarium? Said, I don't care what star sign it is. I think the reaction and the fact that you're laughing at your own joke is funnier than the actual joke. I tell her, do you have a joke for us? So as to I was going to take one from the website, but as we were talking, like I've actually remembered one, and I don't know if it's more less of a joke or if it's more just common sense but do you know why scuba divers hold their nose and go backwards off the boat because if they went forward they fall into the boat <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry for anyone who's listening <laughs> he's underwater in that one that's for sure i think, I think <laughs> can we make can we make puns off of that joke i wonder but it is the moment, and we have one of these items, which I'll be watching to see your face to see if you recognize the question that's on here, whether oh, you'll be like from a previous episode. And we may, it may even move into a more of a theatrical movement, which we will help with. Oh. What, what do you mean, like theatrical? Like, do we... Oh, we can't tell you, of course, because the, I, oh, I've right. seen the lack of sweat in the last five minutes, so we're just trying to get, <gasps> get it going, you know. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And this is our live, okay. by the way. We did, we did. See <laughs> um, so, okay. hey, Eugene, it's time for the rapid fire question round. Are you ready, Eugene? Are you ready? Oh, I get it. Really? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Start the clock. Taylor, who is your favorite TV dad? Oh, um, Peter Griffin. What's your favorite day of the week? Sunday. Favorite place in the UK besides the place that you live in? London. Darren Huckerby or Robbie Keane? Robbie Keane. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pressure with that one. <laughs> <laughs> the theatrical pause. <laughs> <laughs> One thing you would not eat in a Bush Tucker trial. Oh, it's got to be like some kind of dick, isn't it? Like a camel or bull. Um, sausage batch or hot dog? 
You've done this on purpose. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I have a real problem with this because a hot dog is just essentially a sausage batch. I also have an issue with people using the wrong term like batch because I know there's like people call it roll or they'll call it a bap or so yeah I'm gonna go with a sausage batch Superman or Batman Batman I feel like Superman's a bit up his own if I'm being honest life or bewitched oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Westlife I think they've got more of the more of the more of the bangers can you do an irish accent no (laughs) you sure (laughs) oh god i hate you both um oh shit um dirty tree (laughs) and a turd oh i have a funny story actually my my father is is called uh, eugene also and my son, before he was born, said, my wife are discussing what we're going to call him. So we were obviously thinking Eugene, but the problem with Eugene and um, how Irish pronounced their THs, he would have been Eugene the third. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to be pretty careful. With that one. So we call him Riley. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I never thought of that. That would be quite quite interesting. He gets presented in Ireland for some awards ceremony. Eugene yeah. the third. <laughs> yeah. See, see, the thing is, is that like in Ireland, it'd be fine. Everyone would be like, yeah, you know, clapping and they're thinking, yeah, it's the third. But here in the States, you say the third and people are like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I've been on calls like I, when I started here, I've used it to my advantage. Though I play the Irish accent, it goes to get people laughing, gets people, you know, calm. But I've used it. I've been in meetings with like VPs and stuff when I started, and this big round table, and I'll be, and someone will say, "Hey, Steve, have you called? Have you got out to that third party vendor that you were supposed to be talking to?" And you just see these sniggers just go around the whole room, and then I just said, "I'm going to use this." So I would push th words into every sentence just every single sentence so it'd be third uh there's a tree there's a tree the, the tree the, the the third and the tree and it's just it's hilarious to watch people's reactions so we use it you use the mispronunciation of words to your advantage i think it's probably the best accent to have though if you were going to have any accent i think it would it's up there it's got to be number one what is your favorite accents besides irish accent um I would probably go with German. German. A strong German accent, because I feel like when they say English words, it just sounds really angry, and I don't think they mean it angry sometimes. What is your favourite childhood TV show? Oh, um, oh God, I don't know. It's got to be like Thunderbirds or something. Stevie, do you have any questions? I have, no, I don't have a question. What I actually have is a request. Because I don't know if you know this song, but did you did you guess which one of the questions was from a previous podcast? The, I'm guessing it's, well, there was two. It was either the Sausage Batch or it was Westlife versus Bewitched. Yes, because from your Irish one, you asked Bewitched and your guest didn't know who Bewitched was. And I was like, she didn't know they were Irish. Oh, she didn't know they were Irish. That's right. She didn't know they were Irish. Yeah, and they were. I was shocked. Which I think is disgusting. I, to be honest, that's that's a tough word. 
Oh, we're, t- we're talking about uh, Bewitched now, not the sausage batch, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I thought you might give us a rendition of the song. Do you remember any of it? You know what? There's, there's a bit in it, and I, I forgive me again for anyone who's listened to this who is <laughs> Irish and is, I'm not actually going to be allowed to go back into Ireland after this. <laughs> but she says something like, oh, what did she say? Some people say I look like my dad. <laughs> 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 That's literally. <laughs> that, I, I remember playing it for Joanna a couple of months ago. I was like, there was this famous song, um, and it's like, Hey, girl, sitting in a tree, did it come for tea? And it sticks in your head for all those years. Yeah, and then song. it's like, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Yes, that so was like, the piece. Yeah. yeah. So, like, back in the day when everyone's up, like, Irish dancing and, like, you know, off our faces on, like, panda pops and stuff, it's actually really filthy song. It's a very filthy song. Like that's it's the thing I don't think anyone dirty. knows. So I recommend that anyone who hasn't heard it in years, they should re-listen to it now, <laughs> and you'll get a good laugh because whoever wrote the lyrics of that song was probably oh. on a bender the night before. <laughs> it's definitely been been engineered for a lot of people outside of Ireland, obviously too, because there's no way Ireland people would say, "Do you want to come for a cup of tea?" They'd say, "Do you want a mug of tea?" <laughs> True, yeah. and and is that what people thought of Ireland? Like, like that's the Double thing, like, the Bewitch song. That's yeah, what we're doing. That's it's the, n- the denim. It's, yeah. Yeah, nightclubs. That's when the Diddly like, D yeah. start, and it literally, it goes off. <laughs> so, um, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. Do you have any question for us, actually, Taylor? Hadn't come to mind. Do you know what? I just actually want to say thank you for having me because I've had such a good time. And I don't normally say this because obviously I've guessed it on quite a few, but this has hands down been my favorite like guest slot, if you like, or whatever. I don't know what professional podcast people call it, but like it's been my favorite. So thank you. Like my face hurts from laughing. So I've, I really appreciate the chance to come on and have a have a chat with you thank you so much for coming along and i hope you enjoy the rest of your day i think you mentioned it's your grandmother's uh birthday today yeah yeah so you're gonna go have some some fun will there be some sausage pork batches? batches pork and stuffing batches we've got or, oh nice nice and yeah. yes i imagine a lot of a lot of alcohol thank you um so much for for coming on the show i think your your podcast is amazing. Um, I love how how open and um, honest it is, um, and it's definitely moving in the right direction with so many people coming on. And you know you're <laughs> you're getting rave reviews. So keep it going. Absolutely, keep it going. Keep doing what you're doing. No, I really appreciate that. So everybody, you please stop being so the- nice now because <laughs> I'm not used to niceness. So, <laughs> but thank you. I really appreciate it. Uh, we we want to tell everyone to check out the Waffle Shop podcast, and uh, you can search it on all the major uh, podcast. Is there anywhere particular you'd like to guide anyone to? No, anywhere that suits them, really. Yeah, it's, I, think, I think it's on all of them. So yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever you prefer, go and have a listen. Yes, and if you're an EastEnders fan, I recommend to check out the latest one. And if you're Irish, 
I recommend to go down and start with the episode uh, when when the, the Irish one is that the name of the episode? I'm trying to remember what the name, the actual name of it. I have look of the Irish. I think I called it. There. Yeah, it's a great it's a great episode. Um, so you guys should uh, check that out. Subscribe to the Waffle Shop podcast. It's a lot of fun, and I think it'll give you a laugh uh, in this crazy time. So please do check it out, everybody. Thank you again so much, Taylor, for joining us today. I hope you have a, a great evening. Thanks for joining us today on I See Dad People. If you would like to check out the rest of our podcasts and be the first to hear our new ones, you can visit us at icdadpeople.com or follow us on Instagram at icdadpeople underscore official. And we will see you next time. And remember, I see dad people. I see them all the time.